Corso and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England field, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. He's Catone. In the booth is Joe. And we know you're with us on YouTube, on iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And uh, check us out on Twitter. Of course, our heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call 24-7. Leave a ma- hey, And they've been great calls. They really have been great calls of late. So, 855-313-7287. We're going to pick yours, hopefully. Uh, listen, we got a fantastic show today. A lot going on. I want to let you know, this is Thursday night. We are recording Thursday night. We're going to air it on normal time, 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. But there's a lot that's going to happen between now and Saturday. Right, Mark? So stay tuned anyway. Stay tuned anyway, because we want you to hear us talk about our predictions of what's going to happen with the Celtics, the Bruins, who we're playing right now. And uh, you can let us know in Heated Hotline if we were right, if we were wrong, what you think. So make sure you tune in regardless. But even with that, we have a busy show. we got in Weekly Rewind, Celtics, Bucks. we're going to talk that, Yankees versus Red Sox. And of course, Catone's comments, you never want to miss that. Uh, Going to hear from one of you in Heated Hotline later on in the show. And in real deal, what's the Patriots grade? Mark and I will tell you. So, gentlemen. Hey. How are we hey. doing on a thir- how are we doing on a Thursday night? I'm good. Just to clarify, I'm always yeah. right. If our predictions are right, <laughs> I'm always right, Joe. I'm Joe, always right. Joe, what's the story with the technology? Because it, it, it's all off the bat, it's been wacky today. Oh, you, know, you know, you guys in fact our, our <laughs> listeners probably already know out there. That's Mercury's in retrograde again. That means that means you know what that means out there? gear up for anything to happen over the next over the next hour so listen gentlemen hey you say that that, you know for you for all of you listening on iHeartly, he had this goatee on it was pretty much all white we we tortured you so bad for it he actually shaved it off i shaved it he he shaved it off so you know you actually busted his chops a couple episodes before that to grow a beard i found that i was going to play it for you but of course you would not. go and look for that. Yeah. You, you know what's funny? You never go and look for all the things that he's wrong about. Just me for some reason. I don't know. We gotta, we're going to have to look into that, you know, here. So, listen, we've got a lot to get to. Again, we want to talk Celtics, Bucks, and uh, Yankees versus Red Sox. And you know what? We're going to do it in Weekly Rewind, and that's right now. We're going back, back, going back through the week. About a Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. We're going to talk Celtics Bucks, Mark, right now, and uh, real disappointing, you know, last night. Game five was Wednesday night, um, and the Celtics dropped 110 107 when they had a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter with about what, about eight, eight, ten minutes left in the yeah, game. About that. About that. And then, and then Milwaukee proceeded to just turn on the gas, and um, Celtics pretty much turned off the gas. So while, while we were going to get ready to talk about the heart they showed, uh, in Milwaukee in game four by winning that game. To yeah, that, the, that, that was flipped. That that definitely squashed it, squashed that, uh, it squashed it big time. So, everyone's it's it, game five's on everybody's mind, Mark. So, let's not even go backwards from there. What did you see in game five that led to this? Up until that nine minute mark or so of the, the fourth quarter. They were doing exactly what you wanted to see them do. They were moving the ball around. They were playing defense. They, they, they were. I thought they did a pretty good job protecting the rim, even though they didn't have Robert Williams defensively. They didn't do a good job rebounding. Milwaukee killed them on the offensive board. Not having Robert Williams last night really hurt them. I mean, I'm not even going to get into the, the missed free throw at the end by Giannis that Portis goes in. Well, Brown, Brown, and and the, the, I think it was was it Smart bang into each other, and and yeah. and Porter goes and gets a rebound. Like Williams was it? Williams, Williams, Grant Williams. But you know what frustrated me? They could not stop the Celtics 
when they were going to the basket. Jalen Brown was going to the basket. Uh, you know, I think Grant Williams might have won a few times to the basket. Uh, uh, Smart went Tatum to the basket. Did. They had some dunks. Tatum did. And then all of a sudden, that stopped. Like, with yeah. nine minutes to go, they, they, they just, it's like, oh, we, they went back to shooting three-pointers. Yeah. Uh, Tatum's at the elbow, taking fall-away fall jump shots from the foul line. I, they, they're coming up short. I mean, I don't know what happened. It was almost like you hit a switch, and, and they, they reverted back to November, and they forgot how they got this lead. You know, and and we'll talk about Udoka in a second, but, yeah, first, again, the offensive rebounds, that's that's the glaring. He had 17 17 in the game, but Mark, 14 of them were in the second half. Oh, yeah. So they were pretty much under control in the first half with it. Then in the second half, it just all went in the toilet. And it was guys, and it didn't matter who it was. I mean, I saw Covington take a rebound away from, and I think it was Hofford. Yeah, that's inexcusable. You, you know, you can't. Are you kidding me? And listen, Horford's the only reason why we won game four. Horford don't, don't show up in game four. We're, we're, we're home right now. Mark, he's the MVP so far in the series for the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine any argument against Listen, that. Listen, yeah, I mean, him shooting percentage yesterday from three points line was awful. All of it. I mean, all, all of it. I mean, when he drove, when he got to the, you know, when he got to the rim or he drove and, and he kicked it out, then it was good. But the offensive rebounds killed him. Okay. But when you everybody's looking at that Giannis free throw at the end, which you knew he was going to miss the second one. I mean, you knew he Listen, was going when to. he was shooting them. I'm saying to myself, so, please hit them both so we can go down and try to win this. It's a tie game. I, I, because I didn't trust our rebounding. So two things I take from that play, and to me, it's a microcosm of what went on in that fourth quarter. One, why isn't Tatum down in that box position? First of all, he's six eight. Mm-hmm. You got Grant Williams down there. I mean, I that, I don't understand why he's not under there like that to secure that rebound. That's first off. Second, and I haven't heard this anywhere today, why isn't offense for defense? Why isn't Tyson this game in that situation mm-hmm. for rebounding purposes to yeah. block out? I mean, to body somebody up. That's a good point. I, I don't understand why you're not bringing – I mean, am I, am I missing the rules? They're shooting a free throw in between the first and second. You can bring him in, right? Absolutely. He can yeah. sub in. And then then they have the t- – so if the idea is, well, if Tice comes in that game, he gets the rebound, he's going to get fouled immediately, right? So yeah. what? So, so what? I'll take my chances with him on the line, shooting two free throws and maybe missing one. And Because you you you'd have a one-point lead at that point. Because you got the lead and, and time ticks down off the clock again. Put the pressure back on them. Instead, you want to have your smalls on the, in that box rebound spot the low end where they, it, that didn't make any sense to me. Those two moves I didn't quite understand. And then the idea of them walking the ball up in the fourth quarter, starting at about nine minutes, they just started walking the ball up, Listen, walking uh, the ball up. We've praised the Doko during the course of the season and during this run. And I, and I know you've praised him uh, uh, several times, and for, but, but I, let me tell you something. I don't think he caught enough heat for last night no. because, you know, he, I don't know what he allowed them to do. You're right. They're walking the ball up court. Call a timeout. Bring the guys together and say, listen, you know, this isn't working. we got to go back to what we were doing. Do something. He did nothing. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I, I put that on him, too. And like you said, you got to put it on him. Why didn't he bring Tice back into the game at that point? You're right. Because I mean, he very easily could have. You trade offense for defense. I mean, you see it done all the time. You know, with that going on, or when guys are in foul trouble, whatever, you got to pull them out, put it insert. I mean, they did it. He, he you know, uh, the coach over there made a couple of changes for that purpose. He brought Porter's in. And to be honest with you, if if Boston won that game last night, that coach for Milwaukee would have been on the hot seat because for some reason he's buried Portis on that bench. Yeah. And that dude is killing us every time he comes in the game. With yeah, his yeah, energy, you're right. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great. Keep doing that. But it, 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 Udoka, for the first time in these playoffs, he looked like a rookie coach. He did. He last did. night. He did. And, and tell me this. Why wasn't – I understand he didn't have a great game, Grant Williams. But explain to me why with a 14-point lead, 10-point lead, 12-point lead, 
you got White in that game and Grant Williams was on the bench until like about the three-minute mark when at that point it was already – now it was a tie game. It was a two-point game. What is happening there? And I could see if White was doing something, if he was hot, if he, if he was I, – I don't know what White was giving you yesterday. He certainly oh, wasn't going – Yeah, he certainly wasn't going to the basket and creating shots or, or offense or, or dishing. So I don't know what that was about, but he gets – sometimes he make he does things like that. He sticks with a guy. and. Yeah. And I don't know, was White playing defense on somebody that he was doing such a great job? I, I, I don't know. I missed I, it. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I know he threw the ball away a couple of times. And, I mean, and last I, you night, know. yep. And last night too, at the end, towards the end, again, and every so often this does happen. Smart had the ball in his hand a little too much at the end. Okay, Porter's. Uh, was it? No, uh, not it was, Porter's. Uh, uh, it was Drew Holiday. Holiday blocks the shot under the basket. Right, twice. and then twice and he knocks the ball out of his hand for the steal. Right, but yeah. I don't understand why he's the one taking. Why is he could have the ball in his hands under the basket? You know, you look at like LeBron, uh, uh, Kyrie, or Durant. One of those guys at that point of a game has the ball in their hands. Tatum should have the ball in his hands, looking to to set something up and create something. Whether it's go to the basket, drive, they double team him, kick it. The ball should run through Tatum or Brown at that point in the game. Not Smart. And and there's been a couple of times in this series, the ball is going through Smart. I don't understand that. You supposedly got two cornerstones on that team, Brown right. and Tatum, and neither one of them, the ball doesn't go through them in a critical situation? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand that. I, I, I can't. It, it boggles my mind. Well, on that last play, I mean, the, well, last, the last play, last this play. is before the last play. This is the was, next yeah, because the last there were play. two of them, right. And, yeah. and yeah, he had the ball. Now, when Smart, you know, Smart called out a couple of these guys. He named names. I mean, he came out of his press conference, and he basically said, um, they asked him, what happened on that last play? Everybody's focused on the last play. What happened? He said, well, you know, they were, everybody was standing around. Should have been Hawford coming around to set the pick for Tatum and to Tatum to get that ball and then do what he was going to do with it. And he said, basically, everybody was standing around, you know, which sort of calling those guys out. So he said, you know, I I, I didn't have much else to do. So I I took I took the baseline on him and he made a good play. Now, you could see smart. He kind of quickly, quickly peeked over, peeked over, you know, so I'm not sure how much he was willing to run. It, It sort of was like maybe they were trying to do what they did in Brooklyn. Remember that game one of the Brooklyn game when when we were praising him? you know, for running a play to the last second. But they didn't have enough time to do that yesterday. No, they didn't have enough time. So evidently the play was that. What I don't understand about the play is Tatum's on the other side. He's opposite court. And if and you look, he was wide open. He, but he looked wide open. Right, but he, he looked like he was going to be wheeling around with, with Hofford setting the, setting the pick, and then he oh. would get the ball. So that clearly didn't happen. Now, in Smart's defense, Mark, you when you go back and look at it, yeah, there was a lot of lackluster, lackadaisical stuff happening in that during that play from Tatum, from Brown. There wasn't any real movement. Nobody, and that's 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 the issue to me. That was the issue in the last eight minutes of the game. Is and that gonna, and, that, and that goes back the, and that goes you know, back to the coach. You said yesterday he was a rookie coach. That was I, I don't know what that what they were supposed to be running at the end. But in yeah. that last play, but you only had six point something seconds. So whatever you thought you were running, you needed about three or four more seconds to run that. So you should have came up with something else for that amount of time on the clock. Yeah. All right. And and he didn't. So so again, to your point, he came across last night for the first time, probably maybe second time in the playoffs as a rookie coach. Yeah, because you got to right. stop these guys from doing it. You, you that's it. You're gonna get pissed off. You're gonna say, hey. That's not our game. Ball movement, ball movement. And and listen, in this series, they're still doing too much of that. They're too 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 much, too many threes, too many threes getting thrown up there. Um, not enough ball. And when they move that ball, crisp, it, it, it's 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 move the ball, either drive the lane, Hofford's wide open with a little little shuffle pass there, and it's a dunk. I don't understand. I, I it doesn't make any sense to me that fourth quarter didn't. Um, and now that may have cost them the series now. So, I gotta say this too before we 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 talk about predictions. Have you ever seen anybody get the amount of calls that this Giannis? Listen, and I'm not complaining. Listen, we lost that game yesterday. I am. No, listen, we lost the game yesterday. 
because of our stupidity and and, and our lack of composure with, down the stretch. I, I'll say that. So I'm not. This isn't why we lost yesterday. But have you ever seen a guy get the calls he gets or lack of calls against him and calls for him? It's unbelievable. You know, it's – Yes. And yesterday I felt was the best officiated game out of all of them, okay, was yesterday. But in, in Milwaukee, I listen, I, Mark can tell you, I was talking to – I've never been more frustrated in a basketball, a basketball game than I was in games – what is that, three and four? Three and four. How do you, Mark, in any age, in any day and age, they, they, you come in with your elbow, your shoulder, your fist, and you're knocking these guys into the mouth like that? That's an offensive fight. If you want to give him that, yes, I get I know what everybody's going to say. He has 17. He's got the most in the playoffs. 17 offensive fouls have been called against Giannis. The next, the next person down is maybe eight. So they are calling it, and it's tough on the officials with that situation. Because of that, that's all that Euro ball stuff. And because of his size, he's so much bigger than most of the guys right. he's bending into, right? But damn it, man. You throw your you, – if you're going to go to the basket doing this, like like you're stiff-arming somebody in football, you, you have no chance then against that guy. You you have no – Mark's 100% right. You gotta, and yet, yet, did you see the play yesterday where Smart took a charge from him in the first – I think it was the first half maybe. He bangs him. But as he bangs him, he then lifts the shoulder right. up. Like, that should have been a flagrant one or two. Like, and everybody said, well, he flopped. That's he nonsense. He didn't flop. He got elbowed. Yeah, I, he literally lifted his elbow up and swung it. How is that flopping? At some point, you're going to have to tech him for that. To, to, yeah. And that'll end that. But they don't, okay, you gave him a foul. No, that's more than a foul. That's and intentional. I and I can't stand, and the last thing I'll say on it, I can't stand this idea of, well, we don't want to, you know, yesterday, fine. It's on them. But game yeah. three, game three, look, you say, well, we can't blame the officials. Look, that's part of the game. That's part of the game, Mark. Like, it's part of the game. If you, Giannis should have been out of that game, game three, at the end of the third quarter. Okay. He should be out, fouled out. So you you get him out of the game, you win in that game. So don't tell me it's not part of the freaking game. It matters. It absolutely matters. And he should have been fouled out two of these games. Absolutely. So he's the new. He's turned into the new LeBron. LeBron yeah, except, in his prime. LeBron got you know. LeBron got a lot of those calls, but LeBron wasn't as aggressive throwing elbows and and, and all that. Like LeBron would lead into you with his shoulder and knock you down and get a call. Yeah. But but Giannis seems he had to be, more to his game though. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did have more to his Giannis game. Giannis is not LeBron, but I get no, the point. But you, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. I will say this though, Mark, you're gonna start taking some notes next time you go to Home Goods. You know, oh, you, 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 you know what? Go Joe, I'll right be arrested. Now. We're already starting <laughs> out with issues in retrograde and computers, and you he know, wants me to stop throwing elbows and home throwing goods. elbows. So listen, everybody, everybody listening right now. Remember, you know, when you're listening right now, Saturday night, this series may be over. I don't know, but let's see if we're right, Mark. Who wins? Who can they come back in this series now? Can they beat them twice in a row? I'm going to go on a limb here. Mm. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to stick with my original prediction, Celtics in seven. That, that was it. That was your prediction. Somehow, um, some way, they're going to fight, scratch and claw in game six and come out of there with a one-point, two-point win, and then we'll come home and roll. One of, those, one of two things happens. This kind of loss... Puts them into a tunnel. They can't they get, get blown out. out. Yeah, they, they get, get blown, blown out. out of the water in Game Six. Yeah. But if they come out with any fight in that first quarter, and they can, like you, I agree with Mark. That's it. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Celtics in seven. That's it. That's it. You know what though? To your point, you've been saying this all year. Well, not all year. All from before, just before this series. You said it before the playoffs. If the Celtics play Milwaukee, this is going to be a defining series in moment. Tatum. Legacy. Legacy for Tatum. Well, here we go. Game six on the road. Can he put him on his back and say, I'm going to carry you home. Let's go. I'm going to put up 45 or 50 tonight. We're not losing in this in this arena. Yeah. Can he do that? And if he can do that, okay, now you want to call yourself a top five, six player in the league? Okay, I'll give it to you. This is when those types of guys put them on their back and say, I'm taking us home, boys. Let's go. Because he's yet to show me a top five guy in this series. No, nope, he has not. He has okay? not. He has not. 
So listen, that you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You will already know what happens, but Mark and I don't yet. So listen, Mark, I want to talk a little baseball before we uh, get out of weekly rewind. And uh, you had some. I know that you have been talking to me this week about some points. You wanted to talk Yankees, but you had some points on the Red Sox too. What so, up? so the Red Sox, right? So I, I know the big thing. Hein Bloom was bringing the Tampa Bay mentality to Boston, and and, and we've gotten into over the the course of the the uh, spring training and, and the early part of the season, we got into the fact that you know the way he spent money, the way he constructed the roster, right, and and that type of stuff. He was bringing that Tampa Bay mentality to a big market team, and right. could that work? Okay. So he built this bullpen, which which I know at the beginning of the season, Chris, we both said, hey, we think he's done a good job with this bullpen. You don't need a, 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 an, a an ace as a starter. He's that's Tampa Bay's never had it. And, and we all thought they would play well. Well, so now his bullpen is six and 11. So of their 20 losses, the bullpen is 11 of them. They're six and 11. They're tied for the major league lead in bullpen losses. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to put this one directly on Cora because you and I have praised him over the years. I'm not going to praise him. I'm going to bang him right now. Your best bullpen person, Garrett Whitlock, was giving you the sixth, the seventh, taking you into the eighth. Sometimes he took you two and a half. At the back end, seven, eight, nine. He was one of the most dominant relievers in baseball. And, and what did Cora do? He takes him and, 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 and he makes him one of those opening guys that Tampa Bay has done in the past. And he puts him at the front of the rotation. Give me two innings, three innings. And then you trot out six, seven bullpen guys like Tampa Bay does. Every inning or two, a new guy comes in and that fills the spot for the game. And why would you do that? Why would you take your best bullpen guy stick him at the front of the rotation when your bullpen is atrocious in contrast the yankees bullpen is 14 and 5 they got yeah. 22 wins the bullpen's got 14 of them they got the best bullpen record in all of baseball hence they got the best overall record in baseball right overall, but, yep. overall but that's the contrast bullpen red and, sox and, the, and the red 11. sox have second to fourth to last in the in the league not just no, the, the, the entirely, the entirely. Now, that's the bullpen. So you want to say why are the Red Sox doing so bad? The construction of this team, you're going to put it on bloom because I, it's not working. They, could they turn it around? Absolutely. But I also think Cora, his book ain't working right now. He's opening up the notebook, no. the analytics book. It isn't working because these bullpen guys stink. So his matchups aren't working. He keeps bringing these guys in in the eighth and ninth inning. Bang, two run home, a bang. Last night, Brazier, single, a uh, 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 walk, a uh, 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 pop out, two run homer. Like they, they, they stink. These guys stink. You want to put somebody at the front of the rotation? Put Bonds. Let Bonds start a game. Right. Maybe he won't be exactly. nervous. Right. Yep. And Maybe let Bonds him pitch. Will give you a cup. Yeah. Let him see three times through. You know like, what I mean? Put, like put Winlock back where he belongs. Look, Bonds can't come out of the bullpen anymore. It's something mental with him. Let him open up a game. Give right. us a couple innings. There's no pressure on you. Score zero zero. We don't care if you give up a two-run homer. We got seven innings to come back. Right. Give me give me two innings or three. And let innings. Waka let Waka pitch. Let him pitch. Let him get yes. the six, seven innings. Let, let, let's not get that bullpen on the field unless we really, really and have then, to. The other piece of it is so. Your lineup, one through nine. Okay, so you have Devers, Bogats, and J.D. Martinez. That's your core. Three guys, solid. They're having good seasons, solid seasons. Your other six guys. Trevor Story's batting 206. Verdugo's batting 216. Kiki Hernandez, your leadoff hitter. Your leadoff hitter is batting a 161. Your first baseman, Dolback, is batting 148. That's unbelievable. Your catcher is batting 216. Vasquez. Jackie Bradley's batting 198. Well, and you knew that would happen. No, but have you ever seen a lineup no. like, like five through nine? There's not, there's, I don't think anybody knows hit over 220. Right. How it's are you only, supposed to win? Yeah, exactly. And and again, you know, like you said, it, it, it this is on core and bloom. You talked about first base really quick. That their their plan to go with the project, to go with the uh the prospect. That's Tampa. That's, that's yes. Tampa. That's Tampa. Except you spend a lot of money on guys that are stiffs. Right so now. the big question you and I had to start this season, and we thought they would win, but the big question was, could that Tampa Bay mentality 
no more COVID, no more shortened season. We got 162 games. We're playing in normal. It's going to be a normal season. Everything's the way it's supposed to be. Could that mentality work in a big market like Boston? Could he get away with it? Right now, it's not working. So far. They got plenty of time to turn it around, but the Red Sox are in a lot of trouble. At 11, at this taping of this show, they're 11 and 20. And so that question, we leave that question to you out in heated hotline. Let us know. This is going to be, this is what it's going to be all season with the Red Sox or what is in the bag that they can pull out to make it better. And let us know what you think about the Celtics. If the series is over, what should they do next? So Weekly Rewind was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. When we come back, Catone's comments. Tune in to Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Hey, for Kitsone Kevin! We have breaking news, breaking news. Tom Brady retired. Oh, no, he didn't retire. I'm sorry. I told he signed with Fox News, Fox Sports. Isn't he doing football games? No, he's not doing football games. Hold on. Not this year. Maybe not next year. Maybe three years from now. But he's going to do football games as the lead analyst for Fox. I've never heard something so crazy in all my life. During the course of his career, he's made $325 million. He just signed a 10-year contract for $375 million. I'll repeat. three. Hundred and seventy-five million to broadcast football games on Fox. I, this is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. This guy just can't walk away and say goodbye. Listen, the rumor was he was going to Miami. He was going to be play, be part owner. I did the whole Brian Flores thing, right? Because of what happened down there with the lawsuit, and and they were talking about bringing Brady in, and he didn't want to meet with him, and I don't think Brady Thanks wants to go God. down there and touch that. But I don't think Brady wants to touch that, right? He don't want to touch it. So I think the whole ownership thing had to be put aside. He goes to a plan B. Ah, make yourself almost four hundred million, almost a half a billion dollars to do broadcasting. You get to stay involved in the game, right? You get to do what you love, and. It keeps your name alive for his TB12 brand and that new clothing line he's got. That keeps him relevant for all the other business ventures he has. But you know what? I'm sick of it. He's the greatest player to ever play the game in any sport, in my opinion. Okay? However, at some point, it's time to walk away. Do something else. Enjoy your life. Like, people are going to get sick of listening. Tom Brady, another 10 years of Tom Brady? Are you kidding me? Chris, are you kidding me? This is what pisses me off about it right now. Is And I think this is what some of the things that were irritating the Patriots, too, is all this talk about what's going to happen after he's done. You're not done. Like, like you're either done or you're not done. So either tell us when you're done, okay? Tell us when you're going to be done so we can have that farewell season and all that nonsense. Or shut up about your future plans. You know, you want to keep it on the slide. You want to sign with Fox and all that. Why? Why does it have to come out? Well, Fox wants it to come out, of course, because, you know, they're going to get their ratings in the lead up. They're going to, you know, they lost Troy Aikman. So now Brady's going to be the new Troy Aikman, I guess. I, I guess. But yeah, we right, know. Why wouldn't you just wait? Once he retires, hey, we, we go, he's going to come work for us. I wonder what the ball. I wonder what the sign. What are the rules on that? Can he get like a? Can he get like an advance right now from Fox while he's in the league? Is that is that like is that against the rule? We gotta look that. We gotta figure Bro, that but out. Did you know? Maybe he got some scratch for for Listen, making, letting you him probably did because did you hear the other piece of that? He's also going to do something in regards to, I don't know brand publicity like there's something else to it it wasn't just lead analyst there was something else he was doing for fox so yeah. who knows if they gave him an advancement on that 
Well, listen, in this golf thing he's doing, right? Yeah. You know, it was he and Aaron Rodgers and uh, Allen. Against and, Mahomes, uh, Mahomes and Allen. Is that Fox? What 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 channel? I don't know who's showing that. I'm not sure. I got to look I'm, at that. I, I, I don't know. I was wondering if that was Fox, but yeah, like I said, I'm not, as I said, I don't have a problem with him doing the broadcast and all that stuff. What I have a problem with is, okay, when? When? So if you're going to be a smart, if you're going to be a wise ass and you want to build your brand again, you want to make more money, you're a pig, fine. I don't care. But don't come out with that tease and say, hey, someday I'm going to. Someday I'm going to be working for Fox broadcasting games. Oh, that's great. I'll tell you what, as a Patriots fan, thank God all that crap happened in my, Miami. Because yeah. if, he, if he showed up in Miami as a pod owner, he would play forever. He'd yeah. play for – this dude would play for another five, eight, seven years. And you think I'm crazy? I, I wouldn't bet against that. Listen, so I fine, I'm happy think- with him getting in the booth. Go get in the booth. I still think he may go to Miami next year for a year or two, even though he may not take ownership. He may not take – I think he wants to play in the Patriots division. Really stick it here. Much to Fox's dismay. Yeah. The longer he plays, right? I want him just to go away. I can't take it anymore. Brady, Brady, Brady. He's killing us. He's he's killing us. And he's not like – you got to say you're a you're a homer. Yeah, I am a homer. This is the real deal in New England field. We're like you. We're fans. That's why we're here. We ain't those jackasses that have to pander. You know what I mean? Ah, no, 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 no. I want him to go away too. All Patriots fans want him to go away. We don't want the reminder, that closure. Jesus, I thought when Mark and I went to the stadium last year, we got all the closure we needed. You know the conversation and the 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 you know the, the tunnel. tunnel and then he went to the locker room. You know so. We'll see what happens. But Ten just, more years. Ten. Yeah, I know. Criticizing New England when he broadcasts yes. them. Fantastic. Can't wait for it. Thanks, Mark, for that. Ketone's <laughs> comments was presented by Jag Media Productions. And, uh, hey, I promised we'd hear from one of you in the nation. Joe, I really hope this one brings it like last week. So let's oh, get yeah. it done. Heat it hotline. Yeah, the Bruins really starting to piss me off. Like, the defense is so bad, and no changes are being made during the game. Like, Ben Shrewsburg already. He was responsible for the first two goals in game five. I don't understand. He stinks. Yeah, I think they're done. What do you guys think? Thank you for the call. No name again. I like it. I like it. They just like me. No, but hey, you know what? I, that's, sometimes I choose the ones with no name just because of, like, a one like that. She, yeah. right, right to the point. I love it. They're pissed. I don't blame them for being pissed. Not a I mean, Mark, the, the, the fans are pissed off. And, and listen, if, if we can see that about Grizz now, now tonight, you know, again, we're here on Thursday. They're playing right now, and I think to the break, it's it's there's no score. But he benched Grizzlick tonight, and he, that was overdue. And the caller mentions she mentions Grizzlick. He cost them the first two goals. He did. He did in that game. Yeah, so, so that goes back to the point you and I were discussing last week, I think, about the fact that Cassidy doesn't make anything, any changes mid-game, during game. He left them in there. Like, okay, you made that change in between, yeah. uh, you know, game five and game six. Why didn't you do it in the game? In game. That's it. No, no more shifts. No more Bury shifts. Bury him. Yeah. No more shifts. We'll That's bring it. you back on the ice if we're desperate. Yeah, get Riley up to the t- that line and yeah. bury Grizzlick because yes. look, he he it was, the puck was in their end. Okay, what the caller's talking about is the the first goal. The puck was now. I I, I give it on Swayman a little bit in that game. Swayman gave up a couple soft goals. The other that night. first goal was a soft goal, but nevertheless, Grizzlick had the the puck down in that corner. It was just a lackluster crap effort. Yeah. It was like he was like gliding into that corner, and they're just buzzing around him, couldn't get the puck out. Then he turns it over, goal. And, of course, you know the rest of the defense isn't moving anybody out from in front of the net. So, that's a goal. Then, he proceeds to take a penalty. Now, they didn't score on that penalty, but nevertheless, you come down, it's a hook, and it's all based on lack of effort, energy, all that stuff. So, I I, 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 I understand what the caller is saying, but, yeah, I think you're going to put it squarely, like Mark says, on the coach, you know, because he's he, – now, he switched the lines up tonight. And the other thing, Mark, since we're talking about the Bruins – because I'm so disgusted. I didn't even put it. We didn't even put him in a weekly rewind. No. Because we're so disgusted with them. As good as they did coming back. And when they were in games three and four at home, 
Oh, yeah. When they were in games three and four at home, man, they were buzzing around. They were doing, you know, they were getting into the corners. Defense played so much better. You know, the game that McAvoy and Lindholm were out, that's when the defense played their best. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's a mental thing where it says, well, we got to pick it up. You're in the playoffs, man. You always pick it up. But explain this, okay, with Cassidy. He goes and puts Pasternak on the first line for games three and four, right? Mm-hmm. Puts him with the, the the perfection line was back. Bergeron, yes. Mashan, and Pasternak. Now, tonight, he, he puts last game and now puts him back down on the second line with, you know, with Hall and Hall and Halla. Yep. Yep. Why? I don't know. I can't explain that. When I saw that the other night, I I, I was in I, I was speechless as to what was he doing. I don't know what he's doing. I, I have no listen, you finally can't got some momentum in games three and four. Live it. Don't change it. Let it go. Whether or not you did that just to kickstart your team, you kickstarted them. Now you want to go back to your original lines. No, leave it. Obviously, it's working. Leave right. it. You don't have a choice. You look like complete crap down in Carolina. You want to go back to that lineup again when you go down there for game five? Okay, great. Let yeah, me ask I... you this. If somehow they find a way to win game six, and I don't know if they will, but if they do, yeah. can they win in that building in Carolina? I mean, listen, you can't look any worse than they've looked down there. They're such ugly, bad games they've played down there. Can they possibly win there? And if so, how? Anything's possible. But, I, I mean, that team, Caroline is just a better team. I mean, that's it. They they're, fat, they're quicker. They got a better defense. The goalies are playing better. They got, and, and, by the way, uh, Bergeron's having his, his, his face handed to him um, in, in the face-off circle, okay, to, to, against Jordan Stahl. I mean, so, no, I don't know. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they can win. Okay, and I'm questioning tonight whether or not they're going to win this game six because of the line changes. Now, if you're going to argue, if the argument's going to be for Cassidy that okay, when you're down in when you're down in Carolina, you're on the road, they get the second change. Okay, so they can see who you're bringing out on the ice, and then they can counter with that. And that line they bring out against against that perfection line or against uh, Marshawn Bergeron and uh, and DeBrusque. Yeah, lockdown. They're locking them down. The difference at home is they got to come out first. You get the second change, so you can. You can. The point is, you can dictate the matchups between each other. So that may have a big difference. But tonight, put why doesn't put the perfection line back together to dictate that? Well, that's that that flies in the face of that argument. So to answer your question, can they do it? Yeah, I mean they can. Will they do it? Absolutely not. No, no, they're not going to. They're no. not going to win in Carolina. I no, Last I don't think they can win in Carolina. In game seven. I don't. Does this so, defense show you anything, Mark, that tells you no, that listen. they got that grit? They can dig down and and and. Absolutely not. And, and Linholm and Linholm. Talk about talk about Linholm. He sucked. He's, he's playing back, tonight, but he's, he's back, back tonight. tonight. But. Listen, he's been weak. He can't get guys out in front of the net. He's been, you know for his size, he can't move anybody. He doesn't get down in the corners. He's it. And they, they gave up some capital to get him, right? They, yep. and, and we both thought that was a good move when they did it. We said, hey, they need somebody. You know, we, we thought he would fit the bill. But, you know, he really hasn't. And I said during the trade deadline, and, and I just drew it out there. And and, and listen, I know I, people thought I was crazy because we, we had a couple of comments. But because of their lack of physicality and toughness, I wanted them. It wouldn't have cost you much. And he would have yeah. came back. I would have went. And brought, I would have brought Chara back. You could have gotten him for a reasonable price. His contract's not a lot. You could have gave crazy. him. A, you could have gave him a a, high, a late round draft pick. They would have taken it. They weren't going to the playoffs. He didn't want to be traded. They said. But if it was Boston, to come back for one last run with his guys, his team, he would have done it. He would have done it, and he would have came here with, with bells on to try to do one, do it one more time. Yeah, but at least he would have gave you some physicality. You could have put him on the ice to slam somebody. They have yeah. nobody to do that. Yeah, you get some presence out in front of the net. Come I mean, on, you're talking yeah. about you know, you're talking about Lindholm, Carlo. Oh, listen, Carlo, I, I can't even. I I I've been on that guy. I can't <laughs> even tell you how much I've been on that guy. You know, in life too, in front of in the ice, banging the crap out of it, yelling, screaming at him. But you know what? 
Yeah, I agree. It would have, it would have, so it would have helped to get a guy like that. Just some physicality. Some. And I just drew his name out there because I know you could have had him for basically nothing, right? And, and, and we're familiar with him. But I'm sure there were other guys out there like that, yeah. that, that that's all they're going to give you is some physicality. They're not going to give you much else. But this particular team needed that, and you didn't go out and do it. You know, and they and they get and their centers too. They get all of them. They get beat down the middle. Yeah. All of them stink in the face-off circle, including uh, you know Saint Patricio, Patrice over there. So again, okay. So the last question to you is this, and to you out there: Who's at fault for this? Is it Sweeney for the personnel? Is it Cassidy for not making the right changes, adjustments in coaching, or is it the players? Yeah, well, I, I think it's a combination. <laughs> I mean, not the answer you want to hear, but I think it's a combination of, of all three of them. But at this point in the season, this time of the year, it's the players. Absolutely. This time of the year, it's the players. Leading up to this time of the year, it was it was Sweeney. Cassidy hasn't done his job right. making in-game changes. It's playoff time. But right now, it's the players. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame you can't blame Sweeney or, or Cassidy for Bergeron losing faceoffs. No. You no. can't blame him for that. You can't blame him for Lindholm gliding around the ice and the only time he shows up is on the blue is up at the blue line on the point for, for on a playoff. You you can't blame him for that. You can't blame him for Grizzly sucking in his own end. You, you can't what, blame him for the two goalies giving up soft goals, right? No, you know what pisses me off? Carolina at home jumps out. Yes, soft goal, whatever you want to say. Grizzly was terrible, but they score. Carolina draws first blood and you showed no heart you, you, you kind of that was it as soon as they score you knew game was over as soon as they yeah. scored that first goal you know what this team's soft they got no grit no heart you said it five minutes ago they got no grit i knew the game was over first goal down one nothing get on the road this game's over yeah. that's sad that's it is sad so. For a playoff team. And, and yeah. you know, so so when you say, can they do it? The only way to beat this team, Mark, is to get a lead. Yeah. And the games that they beat them in the series, they got a lead on them. And when, they, when, when the Bruins got down, that was that. Whether it's at home, whether it's on the road, it doesn't make a difference. You get the lead on Carolina, for some reason, that works. But that tells me they're not a mentally tough team. No. You can't get stronger than nope. – I mean, at least the Celtics, they get down, they, you know, in, in Milwaukee, they came back. They showed grit. They showed toughness. And the games have been close that they lost, right? And listen, Swayman, I, I think he gave up a couple of soft goals last game. He did. So so at he's going to be – Just one, at least I think. One, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe two, but but he he's going to be more on his game too, right? He's going to have to – and listen, I give the, the Carolina goalie credit because the opening eight, nine minutes of that game the other night – the Bruins put some pressure on him. Marshawn had a couple of good shots on net. He made some good saves, kept it at 0-0, and then allowed his team to jump up. So, listen, uh, we want to hear from you in Heated Hotline. This is what we're talking about. This is what we think will happen since they're playing tonight, and it's Thursday. But by Saturday, you'll probably know. So give us a call. Let us know uh, what you think. And if they are done, what needs to change? Who needs to go? Let us know. Heated Hotline was presented by... Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm, CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, when we come back, we're going to get real. Real Deal is next. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England field. The draft is over, right? Yes. We're going to give our grades and what we think, and it's real. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about not just some working. That's why we are. The real deal, New England feel. It's going to be real. So now we've had a little time to digest, to calm down a little bit, although I think 
Mark's going to get uptight a little bit again. But we had some time to relax with this now. The draft is over. Now it's time for Mark and I to talk to you about what's the grade. You've been hearing about this, all the grades. What's the Patriots draft grade? They're getting slammed nationally about this, and they're probably going to get slammed in a, about 10 seconds. Um, so we want to do that. But we also want to talk about how are these guys going to fit in now that they have them. And then what needs to be done? June 1st is a big deal. June 1st is when a lot of release happens. Teams release a lot of guys. And who do we need? Where do we need to bolster ourselves? So, Mark, looking at the offense right now and some of the picks that they made, we'll get to the grade in a second. But how are these people fitting in? How are these guys going to do? You know. So I'll tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a few guys quickly. And, then, and we may have to look at our notes so everybody I understands. I have my notes right here just so I can frame what I want to say. But quickly, I'm going to tell you, my draft grade, Oh my God! Look at those things. Yeah, you know what? We're singing "I Hot" in Podbean. He's taking out these glasses. Jesus Christ! at the end of Casino. There. Yes, that's De Niro at the end of Casino. I will. I will let her in. I will let her in for five minutes. No, listen. They're only. They're only. They're just readers. You can get them like they're like three dollars at the store. But I. I can't. You know, they got to magnify. Look at how small the words are. Yeah, you can't see. You can't see. Go ahead. Shut up and so, tell everybody. Right, so listen, I'm going to say this. I'll make a couple of points quick because then I know you got a lot to say. On this I matter. don't have a lot. You know, so listen, I'm going to give them a grade first. I'm going to throw my grade right out there. I'm yeah. going to give them a C minus. Oh, I'm going to give them an F or a D. I'm going to give them a C minus. I went up for my grade. Oh. And I'm going to tell you why I went up a little bit. C minus. Because Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury is in retrograde. Absolutely. No. Listen. <laughs> The more I look at film on, on, on Taekwon Thornton, the more I look at film, I think he's tougher than people give him credit for. He's not just a, a stretch-the-field wide receiver. He, he can run more route trees than, than people gave him credit for. If you go back and look at his tape, if you look at the Oklahoma game specifically in the red zone, he goes up, puts a move on a guy, and goes into the corner of the end zone, fights for the ball, Puts two feet down, not one, two, like an NFL receiver. Um, there's a couple of other games against Kansas State and TCU where he's running across the field. There's a little, he creates some separation off the line. He does some things that people are like, oh, he's got, you know, he doesn't have good hands. He he, he, always, he can only stretch the field. Um, he, you know, he's kind of soft. He's not. He's a tough kid. He's a South Florida kid from Miami. Listen, if he grew up there, he's no soft kid. He's a tough kid, okay? That's number one. He he absolutely has hands. If you watch tape on this kid, he goes up on 50-50 balls, and he the kid's got hands. I don't want to hear that. That's nonsense. So I think this kid is better, and the more I looked at him, did we draft him a little early? Probably. But I think he – I think – now that I relook at this, I probably would have given him a third round grade. Where originally the night, the day after the draft, I was like, ah, he's a fourth or fifth rounder. No, I don't think he's a fourth or fifth rounder. Now that I've had time to reflect, look at some tape, and look at some other things, I still think they took him a little early. I think he probably would have been there in the third round, but I don't think he was that. He was the third rounder. So I think he's better than what we, we gave him credit for. That's why I say C-. minus. And I also think the running back strange is better than we're giving him credit for because the kid has a burst and breakaway speed, something we don't have. If you go back and look at the tape last year of Damian Harris and Stevenson, Ramon Stevenson, they had a couple of games where they broke runs 30, 40 yards. I mean, I know the Buffalo game in the wind, Harris go, breaks that touchdown at midfield, right? But if you watch a bunch of their runs, there's holes there for them. They do pick up a quick 15, 20-yard burst. They get caught. Great runs. This kid strong has the ability to take it to the house. He does. And, and I'm going to tell you something. I think he has the ability to be a better pass receiver out of the backfield than people are giving him credit for. I honestly think he's got the potential to become an important piece of that backfield rotation. If not this year, definitely year two, because I think this is the last year we're going to have Harris because you know Belichick doesn't pay running backs. He's a free agent. He's not going to pay him. So you're looking at 
who's going to bring he who's replacing him and the last thing i'll say before i turn it over to you chris is the sixth and seventh round picks i like them i like the offensive lineman for michigan i like that kid uh what's his name um stuber andrew stuber, yeah, stuber and i like the kid, yeah and i like <laughs> the kid shakes and hines those two picks i think both those guys are going to be contributors to the offensive line so that's why i gave them the c minus listen I'm not giving him a great grade, but C minus is better than what I originally I was giving him an F. Well, but Mark, offensively, right? When you look at that with the running back, so so basically what you're saying is they're going to redshirt him. This running back's going to be on the bench then for the season, yes? Well, like JJ Taylor it, was. It, no, it depends. If JJ, if 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 White isn't ready, I think this kid will play some. So then, what do you do with Taylor then? I don't think Taylor's going to make the team because you brought in Montgomery. Ty Montgomery, forget, don't forget they brought in Ty Montgomery. Right. I don't, I think, I don't think Taylor's going to be on the team. I think Taylor's going to get released. He's, well, they brought Ty I Montgomery really and they're listing him as a receiver. Yeah, you know, well, they're maybe. listing him as a receiver. Are they going to so. put him in a slot? I don't know. Well, that that you know that's going to go to my point next about the about one of the corners that we took. So you're giving them a C, a C minus, C minus. And I will say this about Thornton though, as I looked at the wide receiver depth chart. Listen, Thornton, I think, will give you something this year. But I think he's a year away because I think this idiot, and I'm going to call Belichick an idiot, is not going to do what you and I say you need to do with a second-round pick because he's got Aguilar, he's got Devontae Parker, he's got guys in front of him. He's going to wait until Aguilar's contract's up. Jacoby Myers will be up for full-fledged free agency next year. Then Thornton will get the four. Okay, now you're you're here. Let's go. Which so I don't agree Thornton's with. Thornton's going to get a red shirt too. He's, he's not going to get a red shirt. No, he's not getting a red shirt. But I don't know if this oh, fool will use him the way he should be used. Oh, it drives me nuts. And by the way, yeah. just so you know, Jacoby Myers is in a restricted free agent. He still has that status. Oh, they didn't sign. I thought they signed him. I don't. I don't yeah, we'll check. Check it because okay. I last I looked, I didn't think that was so, the case. So, what say you about this draft? Well, for me, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a grade of a Z. Is that the lowest letter what in the, the alphabet? What the hell is a go? Z? You can go. Is that the is that the lowest letter of the alphabet you can go? Joe, That's what is that? Just, Isn't there Generation Z X? Generation what is that Generation Z. Joe? You're just pissed off because you're Generation A. You know, you're still using a hammer and a chisel to spell your name, you know? Hey, that's so, a that's a Catone's comment. I'll tell you about a hammer and a chisel hey, next here week. Here we go. <laughs> God only knows. What did you do to your neighbor now? But, okay. So, for me, when you go, you go to the defensive side of the ball, okay? And if we're going to stick to who they took, because just blanket, let me tell you, the linebacking core to me, okay. You If, if people out there want to give Belichick – you know, just the benefit of the doubt. Fine. Maybe, maybe these guys like you know Perkins and and Jenk, you know Jennings, and these guys in in that haven't seen the field, Uche much, at the linebacking core. You know, maybe because when you go when you go down that list, and I'm taking the glasses out now. Okay, so you know, Juwan Bentley, we know Jennings, uh, Judon, we know about him, uh, McGroon, McMillan, Perkins, Uche. Wilson. So these guys that we have that have not seen the field mark, that's the big problem. So Belichick has got to be of the mindset. These guys, we drafted these guys. We're going to see how they do. Fine. Let's then we'll get off that for one second. Okay. But when you go to the secondary, okay, and you're left with guys like, you know, Justin, Justin Bethel. Now, Joshua Bledsoe, who we don't know, Miles Bryant. Butler's back, who we don't know if he can give you. Miles, please again. don't, please. If we have to put Miles Bryant back right. on the field this year, we got a pro We have a problem. Jalen Mills, Terrence Mitchell, uh, Jabril Peppers. You got, uh, you know, McCordy over there, Jonathan Jones. So this is this is your secondary, okay? Johan Williams, who's my best friend, and Wade. Wade's another guy that was a rookie last year. That's your secondary right now. So when you go and add these two guys, the Jones, okay, the Jones guys, both two Joneses, all right. Going back like Mark and looking at this again, I look at Marcus Jones out of Houston. The problem with drafting a guy like this is, yeah, he was Sunbelt uh, Special Teams Player of the Year. He was uh, college football's best, one of their best punt returners, okay, with all the numbers. I'm not going to get into all the numbers. Best kick returner, speed, beyond speed, okay, at that spot. But how was he at corner? 
how was he at corner? Now, he had some picks. He had about, you know, in his freshman year, 49 tackles. He had two interceptions. You know, not bad. It, it went up as his years went. But he played for a school that doesn't play it against anybody. So, I like I said, I have a problem with where he was picked in the draft. But when I really look deeper into it and I see his speed and I see what he does on the inside, what that tells me is he can run with some of these, these guys like, like a Tyreek Hill kind of guy. He can run with some of those guys, McKenzie come dip across the center of the field. So not bad, not terrible. If they're going to use him in special teams at return, okay? The bigger problem that I have, okay, is with the, a, the, with the damn ASU corner, Jack Jones. Let me just want to tell you something right now. Jones it was ruled in 2018 academically ineligible for the 2018 season, okay? There was number one. Okay, so I'm not sure. The, this is a complicated offense, right? Uh, defense. So then, then I highlighted this. You're going to like this. Jones was ruled academically ineligible. Then he was arrested for breaking into a restaurant after hours. Eventually, he pled guilty to a second-degree misdemeanor charge uh, a, 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 of a commercial burglary. Okay? And I know all about that. Yeah. And, he, and, and that was after he spent time at junior college. Then he came to Arizona State. Okay? So he did get honorable Pac-12 mention, which to me doesn't mean a hell of a lot. So he's got character issues. But not only does he have character issues, he's got a string bean frame. He doesn't have good feet. Uh, I'm sorry, he's got his feet match up too much. It, it, they're too antsy. So he's, his footwork sucks. He plays upright. So he gets out of his he gets out of his posture all the time. Your posture is on a your, your back's on an angle. He gets out of posture. He stands up all the time. Okay. He can't win 50-50 battles, and he can't he can't stay with guys uh, when he's pressing down the field. So, what the hell reason is this guy on the team for? That's you why mean, I now, you mean to tell me those not traits you're looking for out of a corner? So, what that tells me, it's a Duke. I know we're running out of time, but that tells me it's another Duke Dawson. It's another guy that you're just never going to play. He's never going to see the field, and you wasted a pick on. So, I got a problem with that. I'm okay with the corner they took. But they did nothing else, Mark. The defensive tackle, Sam Roberts, out of Northwest Missouri State, he's got a motor. He's a decent, he's a decent guy in the, in the center of the field, plug up a gap. But God damn it, Mark, this was a horrendous draft as it relates to the defense. And the defensive side of the ball needed to get faster. They need to be able to put more pressure with their front four because their secondary sucks and their yeah. secondary didn't get any better. Yeah. So that's why I give them honestly, a, a D. I give them a D. And that's the grade I give him for this draft on both sides of the ball. I agree, agree with you offensively, maybe a C, but a D overall, in my opinion. So now, you know, how are these guys going to fit in? Well, we talked about that, but I'm more interested to see how the linebackers are going to fit with what they had. So let's pretend that they were drafted because they never saw the field their, their freshman year, right? No. Our first year in. So if they made a mistake two years ago, Mark, if they made a mistake on defense two years ago drafting those well, guys, they're in a lot of listen, trouble. Listen, at the post-draft, right? yes, at the post-draft press conference, they Breaking said. Breaking entering, burglary. Really? Listen, he should have called Costa Longro. Listen, at the, listen, at the post-draft press conference, Gro, you know, Gro says that they're looking at Cameron McGrone. Alex's third son. Yeah, he's saying they looked at Cameron McGrone as a as a this year's a draft pick this year because he didn't play last year. So they looked at him as somebody as a draft pick that, you know, is new to the team, almost like he got drafted this year. That was their logic for not yeah. taking a linebacker. That was their logic, just so you know. Well again, it's a problem. It's a big problem. And to me they they haven't solved their their pass rush issue either. You got Judon, you got you got Bombmore, but what else? What else? You better hope that you, you better hope that you shaking you something on the edge too, because nobody could seal the edge. That's a problem for them too. So those are our grades. And listen, the schedule is is releasing tonight, so we're going to get to that on our next show and break that down completely. Uh, but gentlemen, uh, that's the question for all of you out there in heated hotline. What's your grade for them? How did they do as far as you're concerned? Well, we got to get going. Where it's that time again. We want to thank you for joining us in the nation. Everybody, get online. Our our shows are all up for you to watch and listen to and come back 
7 p.m. next Saturday. We're going to see uh, if the Celtics are still in it. And, of course, the Bruins. And if they're not, what do they need to do moving forward? And who's responsible for that? And the NFL schedule drops tonight, Thursday night. We're going to talk all about that, get deep into it, and find out when Mark and I are going to be going to Vegas for that game. And I think that's going to be in December. A little it birdie is, told me I think that it that's is. going to be in December. I think it might be. And another birdie told me we're going to be playing Thanksgiving night in the primetime game. So don't fall asleep with all your turkey, okay, eating that because the Patriots are playing that night. So, listen, anything you want to give to us in Heated Hotline, we'll be ready for it. We are, of course, awake at Tone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. Hi, Force Awakens Own on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Porto and Kato.